Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Alrighty. Well, you might be able to see there by the, uh, by the title screen there. We're going to do a prophetic message today. Prophetic message for Bayside Christian Church. Uh, last year, at the end of the year, we all get together uh, and uh, one of those meetings is, um, is a leaders meeting that we have and we went round to Ross and Mary Lynn's house and uh, we just sort of shared some food together, shared some of the highlights of the year together and then uh, right at the end we just prayed and I know Ross has uh, shared a couple of times now, you know, how God just, you know, the Holy Spirit just hit him really quite powerfully uh, in that meeting. And it was in that meeting as well that a couple of prophetic words came forth. And uh, one of those is this one. And uh, so I've just called it, for, for one of a better reason, you'll understand why. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just, I just call it popcorn prophecy um, because that's really what, uh, what I saw. Uh, so what I did is uh, as we were praying, I saw something very similar to this picture here. What it wants is just, a, just some popcorn, which had been popped. But flowing through the popcorn were streaks of gold. And I asked the Lord, you know, about this as we were praying together. I was asking the Lord for the interpretation of what this might mean. And, uh, and so this is, what, this is what the initial interpretation is. And, and I really feel that what God wants to say to us as a church now is that God wants to speed up the maturing process. God wants to produce gold inside of us and he wants us to be mature Christian believers. And he's going to speed that process up. But it means that we've got to take a little bit of heat in order for that to happen. So what God's done is he has placed us together. You know when you make popcorn, you uh, you not the microwave stuff, that's cheating, all right? You know, when you old school, make popcorn on a stove. You get a pan, you chuck in a handful, not too much popcorn, and you've got all those seeds together, and as you turn the heat up with a little bit of butter inside, and you give it a shake, all right? God's going to do some shaking. He's going to do some shaking in each one of our lives. He's going to do some shaking in our church. And as we do that, and the heat begins to turn up, what's going to happen is that suddenly you're going to hear a pop, and then there's going to be another pop, and another pop, and then there's going to be pop, 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 as people begin to suddenly expand, suddenly grow, suddenly transform from what they were into what God has created them to be. And in that, there's going to be gold. What God has put on the inside of you is going to be burst out and put on display. And God is looking for that gold. He's looking for that gold in you because that's what he wants to produce from your life. But it's going to take some heat. It's going to take some heat and some shaking to get there. But I really believe because these kind of pictures are not wasted on God. There's meaning in all of it. And it's going to be suddenly. It's not going to be. The maturing process isn't going to be long and drawn out over many, 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 many years. Some of you might think, oh, one day I'll go to Bible college. One day I'll learn how to do this. One day I'll become a mature Christian. One day I'll overcome my issues. One day I'll get rid of my addictions. No, God wants to speed things up. And as he turns up that heat and the pressure begins to mount, there's going to be a pop, pop, pop. And it's going to happen much, much quicker than you think it is because God is on the move and God wants to do something. There's an urgency behind this message. 
So I was encouraged by Pastor Ross to take this popcorn prophecy, which was shared at the leaders' meeting, and to develop it into a message. And so what I've done is I've taken the initial picture. I've then gone and looked into the scriptures to find out a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper about what's, what the sort of the symbolism within that picture means and kind of synthesize that together and bring forth a fuller understanding of what God might be trying to say to us right now. And so we've got a prophetic message here. So the first thing we want to have a look at is the seed, popcorn seeds. Popcorn seeds, there's nothing really very remarkable about them at all, is there? They're pretty ordinary, they're hard, they're gnarly. Uh, you don't want to go biting down on them unless you want to lose your fillings. All right, they're, they're, they're pretty ordinary. There's nothing quite remarkable about a popcorn seed, but they hold amazing potential, absolutely amazing potential. And it is just like us. If you look around the room and you look at yourself in the mirror every day, you might have a look at yourself, you know, with the, in the morning with bags under your eyes and stuff like that and your hair all over the place. You know, you might think that's something really unremarkable right in front of me there. But that's not the way that God sees you. See, God sees what he's put on the inside of you. And what he's put on the inside of you actually makes you very remarkable. And God sees the potential that is in your life. The potential that is in the seed that he's created you to be. So what is it about what God has put on the inside of us which allows us to rise above our ordinary selves and reach the kind of potential, to rise above the ordinary, rise above the mundane and do things greater, more than what is just ordinary for us to do? In the book of Judges in the Old Testament, we have a whole series of short stories which are told in the Bible about some very ordinary people. Uh, and the most remarkable thing about that is there's one common thread that runs through all of them. And that is that all these ordinary people did extraordinary things because the Spirit of God came upon them. And that is the same time and time again in all the stories of the Judges. One of the ones that we know probably best of all is Gideon. Now, Gideon is called to deliver the Israelites from the Midianites. Midianites were uh, encamping throughout Israel and really stripping their land, taking all of their wealth, eating all of their crops, and taking all of their sheep and their goats. So they were a real problem. So Israel was oppressed, and Gideon was called to rid Israel of this problem. And in Judges, God calls Gideon. And Gideon says, but Lord, he replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest of the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. So here Gideon is saying to the Lord, really, I'm really quite ordinary. Uh, well, actually, I'm less than ordinary. I'm actually very weak. I'm very, very ordinary. And really, God, you could probably find somebody better to do this job than me. But the Lord said to him, I will be with you. And I will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. And verse 34 goes on to say, But the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon. So the Spirit of the Lord came over Gideon. It's like he put on an overcoat. All right? So the Holy Spirit just surrounded Gideon. And Gideon was transformed from being an ordinary person to do extraordinary acts. I want to ask you, are you called 
You personally, are you called? I've either bored you already, <laughs> or you're waiting for me to give you the answer. <laughs> yes, you are called. You are called to salvation. God has named you by name. You are called. Are you, has God's promises, are they with you? Has God promised to be with you? Has his presence promised to be with you? Like Gideon, yes. God has promised to send the Holy Spirit, an advocate to be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And this is the big difference between what happened to the Old Testament with the judges and what happens in the New Testament with us as believers. Is in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit used to come upon them and clothe them and then lift off. In the New Testament, we accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. doesn't clothe us on the outside. He comes and lives on the inside of us and makes his residence there, makes his home there, and he never leaves and he never forsakes us. Because the hope that we have and the promises that we have are greater than the promises that they had in the Old Testament. Our faith is founded on a greater substance than what they had. Theirs came and lifted. Ours comes and stays. So we can do greater things because of what God has put inside of us. We may be ordinary and natural people on the outside, but God has put an extraordinary Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And God is working to make sure that he produces gold. Because that's what he wants from our lives. That's what he wants for us. Ordinary stuff, but with streaks of gold running through it. Paul writes to the Corinthians, and he says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay, so that the extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. Let's never forget that this is his power. This is his Holy Spirit. This isn't ours. It doesn't belong to us. Power doesn't originate from us. But the Holy Spirit's power in us lives inside of us and works extraordinary and mighty things through us. So right now, what I want to do is I want to go through a little bit of pop science. Is that all right? A little bit of pop science. What is it that makes popcorn pop? Heat. No, it doesn't. Heat's part of the equation, but it's not what makes popcorn pop. What happens is that every one of those little seeds inside, okay, is full of starch. It's just, uh, you know, it's what we, we get corn flour from, right? It's just, it's just starchy stuff. But inside every seed, there is some oil, natural corn oil. And also, there is some water. It's about 13%. And that's contained within every single popcorn seed. And what happens is when you get that dry old seed and you put it into a pan with some oil or you put it over some heat or you stick it in the microwave which begins to vibrate the oil and the water inside, what happens is the oil and the water inside begin to mix with the starch and it turns it into this gelatin or uh, sort of substance inside and pressure builds up as the water turns into steam. The pressure builds up on the inside to such a an extent that it ruptures the outside skin, and that's how it pops. So there you go. There's a bit of pop science for you. 
Now, the temperature gets to about 180 degrees C. So it's way past the point of boiling point. Or, for those of you who were born after decimalization, that's 356 degrees Fahrenheit. All right? And what happens is the pressure that builds up inside that little seed gets to about 135 PSI. That's pounds per square inch. Again, for all of you decimalized people, that's about 930 kilopascals. All right? Uh, for all of those of you who are just hearing blah, 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 blah. All right? 135 PSI, all right? You put about 40 PSI in your car tires. So the pressure inside this popcorn seed gets to about three and a half times your tire pressure. All right? Or if you're a diver, all right, that's about nine atmospheres. There's one diver in here. All right, that's about nine atmospheres, okay? All right, if, you are, if you're just breathing air, you're a scuba diver, your maximum dive depth is 40 meters. That's four atmospheres. After that, air turns poisonous and you die. Okay, so this is nine atmospheres. That'll crush your lungs. So that's quite a pressure, nine times atmospheric pressure, what you're feeling right now or not because you're used to it. So what happens is that pressure builds up inside and there's a, a very hard shell around the outside called a hull. And that pressure, when that gets to that point, pops and all that foam inside expands 1,500-fold expands and then cools, and that's what gives us that corn puff. That bit there. That's the bit that we like to eat. So, water and oil. Water and oil both represent the Holy Spirit in Scripture, and that is what is contained inside every single one of those seeds. And God has placed inside of you both water and oil. The water, rivers of living water will flow out from you. That's the promise of the Holy Spirit. But the anointing is oil, which is the gifts and the calling that God's got upon your life and the ministry that you have. And God has put both of those inside of you. And as God begins to turn up the heat, the Holy Spirit begins to mix with you, mix with your natural gifts, talents, and abilities and turns them into something else, able to pop and produce something good for other people, but they lay dormant. See, those popcorn seeds, you can keep them for years, years and years and years, and the potential that's in there remains potential only until it gets activated. Because unless you activate it by putting it on the heat and giving it a bit of a shake-up, it's just going to stay there, and it'll stay there until forever. That's why at church we do prophetic activation. You know, we get small groups together. We put people in uncomfortable positions where they have to stand up in front of people and prophesy. Why? Because it's really uncomfortable. Because what happens is we're applying the heat. Because it isn't until the heat is applied and you get a bit uncomfortable and the pressure builds up that you get activated and you begin to pop. And what we find is that people who have never prophesied in public before begin to prophesy. Because they've already got the Holy Spirit living inside of them. They already hear God. They've got the potential already inside of them, but they just need to be activated. And when you're standing back or you're sitting down and you're staying out of the heat, you just remain a potential seed. It's not until you step 
into the fire. It's not until you step up and you begin to activate what's inside of you that it begins to pop. Gold. What is God looking to produce? He's looking to produce gold. Gold in you. And he wants to bring it forth from your life. Right throughout scriptures, through the Old Testament, right through the New Testament, we find a very well-developed and understood theme that runs through about the testing of your faith. In Proverbs 17, in verse 3, it says, Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. The analogy is that heat tests the metal and purifies it. God applies heat and tests the metal of your heart. Tests what's really inside there and make sure that it's pure. The Apostle Peter, 1 Peter 1, 6-7, said, So be truly glad. This is a wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, through your faith, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. What Peter here is saying is that your faith is worth far, far more than mere gold. Way, way more. Far more valuable than gold which has been refined in the fire. And why? Why is your faith more valuable than gold? Because your faith is something which will endure through eternity. The faith that you have now in Jesus Christ will stay and remain with you here, but it will go on through with you into eternity. The gold that you have in your pocket right now is going to stay here. Eventually, it'll go on to somebody else, and somebody will become somebody else's gold. Gold is a valuable and precious material. And as always in Scripture, represents the divine. But you can't take it with you. And if you value gold more than you value your faith and value the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life, then you are valuing something which isn't going to last. Because you may have your money in your pocket one day, but tomorrow it's gone. Your faith will endure and remain and go on into eternity. And that is why God wants to produce gold in you, gold that is more precious than your faith is more precious than any kind of gold or any silver or any jewels or any value that the world has. That's why Peter can say, be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead of you, even though you are going to face trials and tests even though you're going to go through the heat, even though you're going to feel the pressure building up inside sometimes, count it joy. 
Because what God is going to produce through that trial and through the testing of your faith is going to come out so much more valuable than any gold that you could possibly wish or dream for. So heat and pressure. You know, faith may come by hearing the word of God. But it is tests and trials that are the process that God uses to refine your faith and to develop Christ-like character. Because character is the goal. Character is the gold. It is what God is looking to produce inside of you. It is looking to produce a Christ-likeness inside of you. That is true gold. Because what Christ produces in you now, you get to take with you. You know, it doesn't get left behind. You take it with you and it remains for eternity. That's why it's so important. Why it's so important. Peter wrote this letter to the Christians who were being persecuted. So his were words of comfort. Comfort. So that rather than them being crushed by persecution, that they would rather turn that around by the renewing of their mind and see that actually this testing and the trials and the persecution which they're facing actually will produce a harvest of righteousness, will produce gold inside of them. But we in Australia, in the 21st century, aren't being persecuted. We don't face those kind of trials. We don't face our possessions being taken from us. We don't face uh, our being uh, beheaded for our faith. There are many in the world today, though, that do face similar kinds of persecution. And we've heard about those recently with Christians being beheaded by ISIS. But that's not happening in Australia. Our trials and our tests of our faith are very different to those that Peter's church faced and through those who are being persecuted to death, martyred in the rest of the world today. The tests of our faith, the test of our metal, the tests whether we will endure through trials and tests are complacency and compromise with materialism. That is the test that we face. Because we live comfortable lifestyles and make no bones about that. Right? We live a very, very comfortable lifestyle here in Australia. A very blessed lifestyle. Because we're allowed to practice faith. We're allowed to preach the gospel. We're allowed to meet openly. We, we're not like the Chinese church right, that has to hide. Okay? We can meet openly. We can wear t-shirts right, with the salvation message on and wear them proudly down through town. We live a very, very comfortable lifestyle here in Australia. But our tests are, are we going to use that comfort to compromise our faith? When it comes down to standing up for Christ, when it comes down to making moral decisions, when it comes down to making economic decisions, when it comes down to making relationship decisions without the pressure a persecution, will we do what we want to do when nobody's looking? Or are we going to stand the test of our faith and do what we know is right and what the Word of God is showing us to do? That is the pressure and the testing that we face more often than not. See, the greatest danger in Australia today is not Muslims. Neither is it boat people. All right? That's a, forget that. That isn't, that isn't the danger that we face. By far, far more, the danger we face is our obsession and our love for a comfortable and predictable life. 
That's far greater danger to the church today than Muslim radicals and boat people. We're in very, very real danger in Australia of becoming lukewarm Christians. In Revelation 3, 16 to 18, it says, But since you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. This is Jesus talking. Dear Lord Jesus, meek and mild, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me. Gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Jesus knows where we're at. Jesus knows the tests and the trials that we face. And he's saying to you, if you will buy gold from me, take my gold, go through the fire, go through the tests, step up and step out. Put yourself under a little bit of heat and watch I'll produce gold in your life. I'll produce gold in your life. Does your faith stir you up from your comfortable armchair or from your favorite seat in church? Are we willing to go beyond believing faith? Go beyond simply accepting Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior and receiving that initial faith that leads us to salvation? Or are we going to move on to maturity? Are we going to step out of the boat this is the message that we've been hearing over the past four or five weeks. Are we willing to step out and up the ante, take some heat, so that God will begin to produce some maturity in us? The hull, the corn seed, resists the action of the water and oil. It resists the pressure. And our flesh resists the spirit. Paul says, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. Our convenience and our comfort-oriented lifestyles had pampered our flesh. We pampered ourselves. And in the process, we quenched the Spirit of God. When the heat is on and we're asked to step up and to serve, do we make excuses that it doesn't fit our lifestyle? Does our flesh resist? And I know that we all face that. Don't let fear or comfort rob you from the treasure that God has already put inside of you and the potential for that release of more. If you're going to step out and do something for Jesus, if you're going to do something that you've never done before, then you will be stretched. And stretching produces heat. Stretching produces heat, like an elastic band. I've got one here. This is a very dangerous thing to do when you're holding a microphone. Don't do it at home. When I stretch this, heat is produced, but also it produces potential energy. But it's not until I release it that that energy becomes kinetic energy, and we see it fly. Pastor Pete, last week, when he was talking about the picture of the butterfly, struggling to get out of its cocoon 
said, remember, there is no flight without fight. And fight is going to produce some heat. But out of it, there's going to be some gold. Can I ask the band to come back up? So the message really is about maturity. Are we going to move on? Are we going to say, yes, Jesus, I love you. Yes, Father, I love your presence. But is it going to remain a potential? Or are you going to activate it? Are you going to step out and do something? Many of you are facing trials. Trials and tests already. Stuff that you actually really probably don't want. You would rather be out of the fire and out of the heat and not go through the test, not go through the trial. Some of you, it's with your finances. Some of it's with your health. Some of you, it's your businesses. And you'd rather that you avoided that heat. But I want to tell you this, is that God has put his spirit inside of you. And there's potential inside of you to rise up and to overcome these trials and these tests of your faith. And through it all, if you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, then you can rise up and you can change your circumstances. You will be transformed and gold will be produced if you will do it the way that God has called you to do it. I want to end with this last thought, going back to the prophecy. One more exciting thing which comes out of this picture of popcorn prophecy here we go is that we've been talking much about the significance of what this means to us as individuals but what does it mean to us as a church as a church of people when you buy popcorn in a container the container is just big enough to hold the popcorn seeds when you go to make popcorn you choose a container which is much much bigger than what the seed is that you put inside of it. Why? Because you are expecting the increase. Because you know that as you apply the heat and you give that thing a good shake, those popcorn seeds are going to pop and there's going to be a multiplication and there's going to be a huge expansion, many, many, many times more than the layer that you put in the bottom of your pan. And God wants to say, that is what I want to do in this church. I am expecting to see and expansion and we're going to need a bigger church because this church is already full we need a bigger one because God's expecting the increase and so am I and we're going to expand but my brothers and sisters we need to grow up we need to decide I'm going to be mature I'm going to take the heat I'm going to take a little bit of pressure and I'm going to pop, pop, pop and as we do, we're going to see this whole church is just going to explode and expand and be transformed for the glory of Christ. We have three young men. I can say that because they're younger than me. We have three young men at the moment in India from our church. They went out expecting to stretch themselves. Right? They said, let's stand up. Let's step out. Let's go to India and experience a third world country. Let's go and pray for a few people and clap Ross as he stands on the platform and preaches. 
to all of these Indian pastors. Little did they know that as they stepped out and stretched themselves, that God was going to put them in the fire. Because God is turning up the heat. But I expect those three young men to come back popped and having gold produced in their lives. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.